Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. Out of all the reindeer, you know you're the mastermind. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. 
What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. Happy holidays from the Metal Forge. We hope you are having a safe, fun time with family and friends, being safe, you know, getting your presents on, getting your food on, because and, and just having a grand time and being thankful, you know, all that stuff. But anyways, I have Oliver from Mertre, a French metal band. Uh, the first time I've talked to a band from France. It's super cool. He's an awesome guy. I think you're going to dig it. We got this uh, back last weekend. I recorded with him, and it was super awesome. And I think you're really going to like it because they put out some really fucking cool music, and they're coming out with an album, which we will be talking about, hopefully sometime in 2022. But before we get into all that jazz... I do want to take a second and talk about the albums of the year that I said I would do this week when I meant I actually was for the 31st, but I'm going to give you guys the bottom half of the list this week, and next week we're going to come back in with the top five, and I'm going to be talking with some other people and giving you their lists as well next week. So starting at number 10, I have Saber Without Warning. Number nine, Grave Rippers Radiated Remains. Number eight. Rifle, Sand in the Gears. Number seven, Tantivy, Eyes of the Night. Number six, Poisoned Speed. Wow. That's some awesome fucking... That's some awesome metal that got put out this year. And I know I say albums, but I include... I just included his releases, because some of those are EPs. You know, some of them are five, six songs. Some of them are, you know, releases, albums, whatever. Those are from six to ten this year. So, stay tuned for next week. We've got some real heavy hitters coming in from numbers 1 through 5. And, wow. It's cool stuff, man. Cool stuff. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, the It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlist as well. You'll get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. So let's go ahead and get into this. This is from Mertier in France. This is La Fille du Sabre.
right, Metalheads, I'm being joined on the line right now with Oliver from Merte. Did I pronounce it right? I I like to tell you yes, but no, no, really. The pronunciation <laughs> is Mertrier. Mertier. But I, I get it again, the odds, yeah. Google Translate is not good at that. Uh, no, 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 definitely not. Definitely. So how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um uh, Spend a good weekend seeing uh, Iron Maiden cover band on two two days ago. Nice, it was fun. There's one of, that travels the states a lot. I don't know if they go out of the out of the out of the United States, but they're called the Iron Maidens. They're an all female tribute band. Oh, okay, right. and yeah, the, it, yeah, they're really good right. actually. Yeah, it, uh, it's a local band. I I so called Lion Maiden because the city we're living in is called Lion. Nice. So yeah. tell everyone out in Metal Forge land about Mertier. Yeah, yeah that, that was better that time. Uh, yeah, we are, we are a heavy metal band. Um, we formed like uh, um, three years ago, I think now. And uh, we play traditional heavy metal. Some say with a punk influence, but we don't really get it. But uh, I could see that. I could see where somebody would say it because of the fastness, uh, like how fast you play. Other than fast, I mean, I don't get like, because punk has its own distinct feel. Yeah. I guess it's because it's not very, um, we, we are, we are not shredders or what. We're not very technical. So we, we are more, we have a, a kind of uh, playing which is more into energy than anything. So. Yeah, I guess that's a punk thing uh, in Montreal. Yeah, absolutely. You released the EP under the self the same self title in 2020. Obviously, it was released before pandem- the pandemic really affected anybody. So I'm assuming that's why there's not a, an actual follow up album as of yet because of the pandemic. Is is that right? Uh yeah. Uh, we um yeah the, the album was released. During the pandemics, which was uh, uh, very, um, how can I say, it put a, a stop in in a band in a sense that uh, we were expecting to play show with uh, with the songs uh, of that album, and then uh, no more shows. So, and we lost our first singer as well during that period. So, uh, oh no, that's no good at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, we had to find someone else before, uh, making any plans for the future. We actually, during the pandemics, uh, we, we started to, uh, play, write new songs for a new record, but with no singer. So it was kind of a, of a, of a mess actually for us, uh, during that time. Okay. So you're actually looking for someone new currently. Oh no, we found someone actually um in uh in March we found we found someone. Okay. So that's great. Yeah, we're we're back again. We've played uh three shows since then. Okay, and, uh, cool. Uh, With the new singer in there, is there are y'all recording currently? Um um we've we've recorded uh, one song for a, a compilation, a French compilation of metal. And uh we're working with uh with her on um on the new song, actually, we ha- we have seven new songs for a uh, LP, and uh, we're working with her uh, for the new LP. Definitely, as well as, well, uh, as working uh, on the songs for the live set. Okay, 
are in going into 2022. Are y'all planning on going on any kind of tours or anything like that? Ah, oh, yeah, um, no, no tours, but we have um, we have offers to play several several shows in, in France, actually, and Italy. But uh, the pandemic thing is not over yet, so we already have several shows cancelled for the beginning of the year. So I don't know uh, what we're going to really do in. 2022 definitely so if for some reason that the the pandemic really spikes again and and lockdowns come back into place have you all thought of what you're possibly going to do like are you going to still continue with the album yeah yeah we 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 uh, we try to stay positive about the situation and uh and yeah we're going to take to take the time to work on the new album but uh, after after all these years without playing shows, we really like to play shows. Absolutely. Because that's where the gratification is of being a musician, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I I'm, I play in bands to play shows. Uh, that's my favorite thing in the world, actually. So, Well, it's to me, it's the where you putting something down on an album is great because it's the vision, the perfect vision of what you want. Or, I say perfect, but there's always something that you catch in there. And you're like, I wish I would have changed that. But for the most part, it's a perfect vision of what you want. And to me, playing shows is the the next thing where you have to show people how how it's done you know the the technicality to it and uh and that's the the situation when where you're confronted to the people's reaction as well like live when people listen to an album at home you don't see if they like it or not when you play a show you can definitely say uh, if they like it or not so that's uh the most uh I don't know, I can say in uh, direct relationship you can have with the listeners. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the mutual gratification out of it, I guess. Yeah. Definitely. Which I've always thought was really cool to talk to touring bands who focus on one set list. And they find out what works and what doesn't in the first few shows. And then they modify what they do to, to, to change songs around. Like this song doesn't fit well playing it third in our set. Let's try playing it second, second or fifth or something like that. They, I, I always think that stuff's pretty cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. We, we don't have that, that many songs right now. So we don't have the real, real choices when it comes to, uh, have one song or another, but uh, yeah, yeah, that, uh, definitely, I agree with you. With um, I've done it before with my previous bands, and uh, absolutely. Well, and speaking of playing in previous bands and everything, because the EP has five songs on it, and you just said you have another seven that you've that you're that you've been working on for the the new LP. So we're looking at twelve songs. When it comes to playing a live show with that, would you rather play a kicking like 30 35 minute set or would you rather play like the entire hour of like say all 12 songs oh we come from uh we all had a punk background uh, in the band so we definitely uh play a show yeah it's our show is 30 minutes 35 at max and uh we're we prefer that you know a, a short intense set Rather than a hour long, uh, show. So yeah, the, the first option is, uh, definitely. Favorite, uh, definitely. 
I can get behind that because I feel you on that. I'm the I'm the guy that gets up there and it's like, all right, I'm going to do this. We're going to get it done so the next band can play. And it's like a, a mutual respect thing. But I also think that you can't overdo it. You have to hit that spot where if you play too short, people want more. But if you play too long, they're just like, wow, I wish these guys were done. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to to bore people, you know, when you play a show. So if they still want more. Well, that's great in a sense, you know. Uh, that just means they they'll do. come back next time. Yeah, yeah, sure. Which is which is awesome. I did see a band one time where they had most of their songs were between one and two minutes long, <laughs> and they played for two hours and ten minutes. Oh, no shit. (laughs) And they're a pretty popular band, but I was just like, oh my gosh, you should have ended an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. No band should be allowed to play that long, actually. Well, I mean, if it were, if it were somebody like, uh, Metallica or Iron Maiden, those guys can do it. But like, if you're in a club and you're playing that, especially when there's like five other bands on the bill. Oh, yeah. It's so disrespectful, actually. It's it's terrible, and I'm just yeah. So definitely a short, sweet set. I can I can get behind that. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy. And they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats. They're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. With the album, back on that, the new LP that you're working on, do you have a current goal in mind? I understand that to be a musician, you have to you have to do it as it comes to you naturally. But do you have a goal in mind to try and release it by a certain date? Oh, uh, you mean uh, in in terms of date? Yeah, like uh, m- oh oh no, we have 
Uh, we expect to release it during uh, 2022, but uh, we, we might not be able to, re- to record it before June or July. So okay, with the, the pressing plans, delays and stuff, we you don't know. Um, I don't know. Let's say end of 2022. Definitely. That's something that has... Oh my gosh, crazy. I handle some record pressing for a place that I work and we, we just got the message. It's like, well, when you filled out this application, there was a, an eight week turnaround time. Well, it's now it's 12 months. Yeah. And that's crazy because looking on your all's Bandcamp page, all everything that you have, whether it's CD or vinyl has all sold out. So I could only imagine what it's like for people who release stuff constantly to get, you know, that pushback, yeah. that pushback of saying, well, I'm going to release something in December of 2021, but the people who are going to order this on vinyl, you're not going to get it until December 2022 or January of 2023. Yeah. 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 Um, actually, uh, the, we, uh, the, the, our label gates of hell, wants to do a, a repress of the LP, but uh, I, I don't know. The, the delays that, that were announced to them were so crazy. I don't even know if the repress is going to happen, actually. Right. So and we're going to repress the CD ourselves. Okay. But uh, that's it. I'll need to, I've only got a digital copy, so I'll need, to, I'll need to order one when you get CDs redone. Because <laughs> I still buy CDs personally. In in the world, there's so many people that, that in the metal world, there's so many people that still don't want to buy CDs. They'll buy it on vinyl if it's available, but or cassette if it's available for some reason, but not on CD. So that's always interesting to me, too, where I've always been a, a fanatic for any kind of physical media. I'm more of a vinyl person, but uh, I buy CDs from time to time. If I know that there are no vinyl available, I, I don't care the... The main thing is the songs, actually, not the physical format. So whatever, CD, tapes, vinyl. Definitely. The songs are what are important. Right. It's the it's the content that's there, not the media it's released on. Because yeah. I don't know how it is there in France, but in America, you, you have some, some media snobs on stuff like that, where if it's not on vinyl, they don't want it. Or if it's not pressed it like on like 180 gram vinyl they don't want it or you know if it's pressed in a color and on black they only want certain types of it i don't know if that's the same way there or not uh, there are some some people like that but hopefully that that's the majority of people so uh, who cares about these guys <laughs> right right and i mean i just would love to have something on vinyl but i should have done it two years ago <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. of the pressing plants. <laughs> yeah, but it got sold out so fast. Uh, I don't, in a sense, I don't get get why the label didn't repress it like right away. I guess I don't know. Well, I guess that's always a touchy subject because what I've noticed on pressing, just even CDs, if you press, say, you press five hundred of them and two hundred of them go fast, and then you're sitting on the the excess of it for so long, you're just kind of you get to the point where you're just giving them away sometimes. But yeah, if you've got something that sells out immediately, why not repress it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why uh, they're a label, uh, Gates of L. They are very, very nice people. But um, 
I, I don't. I actually, we should have asked them why why they didn't repurpose it because uh, the LP got sold out in like two months or something. So a repress like in just after would have been very logical. But I, I don't know why. Right. Didn't. You know, that's the other cool thing too is that it did go so fast. You know, in this day and age. If you're selling out your copies of, of everything, that's, hey, I'll take it <laughs> any day of the week. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I'm looking at the artwork to the EP. I really dig, like, the the actual artwork of things. It, when I can listen to an album and pick it up and just look at the, at the artwork, it's like it tells a story to go with the music. And I'm really liking the artwork to this. Tell me about that. Um, it's, um, the artwork was made by a friend of us and, uh, we just gave him like some very vague instructions and, uh, and, uh, it turned out to be, uh, what you can see. And, uh, we were very, very happy with it. And, um, we like, um, we like the idea of, uh, an artwork that really matches the music. It's very important for us. Uh, especially in heavy metal where you got the, a lot of imagination is uh is a big thing in heavy metal. An artwork that match the music is definitely a plus. Absolutely, I, like I said, it, it it continues the story. I I think it's a it's a vehicle to to open up your mind's eye. I guess. Mm, and and I really appreciate the bands that are that have a very specific universe. Like, uh, like Maiden, Iron Maiden is a perfect example of that. Uh, the aesthetics of the bands, uh, you, you can recognize an, an Iron Maiden universe, uh, wherever you see it. I'm no, you're, clear, but- no, you're absolutely right. Because mm-hmm. it's the, the thing with Eddie. He's always yeah. there and, and it's always Eddie in the, in the situation. Like where if you yeah. take the, the latest album, Senjutsu, where he's a samurai and the the book of souls before that where he is like a a mayan indian which yeah. is really cool because it, it's putting him in the situation megadeth does the same thing with with vic where he's just in all sorts of different situations yes i'm not very uh I'm very big on megadeth but uh right definitely <laughs> i'm like i said i'm really digging the artwork because for one, there's greens and stuff in it, and I'm a huge fan of green already. But like the the figure on the black horse staring off at the castle in the distance, it's very uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but really kind of just fantastic, which I've always liked. You know, fantastic like Frank Frazetta, for example, uh, album covers that he's done, like like the Molly Hatchet album covers, where it's sword and sorcery type stuff. Well, I think one of the uh, influence we had for that cover was uh, Manny, Manny, Manny the Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Manny I can see that. Definitely. Which is which is really cool because, like I said, artwork is the vehicle that, that connects the audio to opening up the mind's eye. Are you going to go with the same artist for the... For the LP, or are you going to try somebody different? Or, or do you have uh, that we, idea yet? Oh, uh, uh, we're going to change... Uh, we're gonna, yeah, pick someone up, someone else up, but, uh, we don't know. We, we have time. Yeah. We're gonna check some, some other people's work and, um, and we'll see, but we, we're gonna definitely, uh, uh, stay with someone we know because we like the idea of working with friends and stuff. Right. Because 
I think everybody gets that that deal where they they have the same idea of like you said working with friends and there's bands out there like Maiden they have their their same group of people that do their albums you know it might be this person or this person but they all do something in that camp with them like Motorhead other than very few covers like Overnight Sensation and Ace of Spades, Joe Pentagono has done pretty much everything from rock and uh, from Another Perfect Day on for that band. So um, almost 30 years at that point, he's done almost every artwork for them. So that's that's always really, really cool to me is I think, like I said, artwork is the other side of everything and definitely helping out your friends and doing and and saying, hey, what would you do with this is always really cool. I agree. <laughs> Definitely. So I'm going to go ahead and switch over here. I'm going to ask you some general profile questions. These are all about you as a person. Some of these are music related. Some of them are just just whatever. Okay, sure. What do you collect? <laughs> That's a weird question. Uh, uh, I'm nothing actually. Uh, no, sorry, uh, nothing. You know, well, I mean, you did say you had you you did the vinyl, so I guess we could. You you have a lot. You have a big vinyl collection. You got a lot of albums. Oh, I have a reasonable uh, vinyl collection, but I'm not a. You're not like four thousand albums. Or oh no! No, <laughs> oh, 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 no. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. A thousand, maybe. Okay. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty respectable number. If it, I, I'm sure if you ever moved, it would be a nightmare. Oh yeah. <laughs> I only have like I only have like 300 vinyl at, currently, and even moving that was a nightmare. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have I have several friends that are vinyl maniacs. And uh, yeah, it's horrible when they say they they move. They say no, I don't want to help you. <laughs> I I'd rather move a couch than to help you move your vinyl. I uh, sure. <laughs> Judas Priest or Iron Maiden? If you had to pick one. Oh, oh, that's a, a discussion we have often in Montreal. Yeah, uh, I'm more of a Judas Priest person, actually. Nice. I, yeah. I, I really, really like the, the, the guitar works, uh, up to, uh, let's say the mid eighties. I think it's unbeatable, actually. The, how the two guitars works in Judas Priest is so amazing. And, uh, I don't know. I'm more, yeah, definitely more of a Judas Priest person. Absolutely. I could get that. And the two guitar work for, and that's, that's the interesting point is their two guitar work is vastly different than Maiden's two guitar work or now three yeah. or three guitar work, whichever era you're going with, with Maiden. <laughs> I always thought it was interesting for certain things with Judas Priest that take Breaking the Law, for example, just probably their biggest hit that there's no real guitar solo in it. There are no solos actually. Yeah. In it. Yeah. And for some reason, you know, having two guitar players and no solo anywhere that works insanely well for that band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. 
visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. What was the first concert you ever went to? Oh, oh I think it was uh, a local a local hardcore shows when I was like 16, I think, in my hometown. But then the real big show, I think it was Sonic Youth in, when I was 17 or something. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Was it a good show, at least? Yes. But when you're young and enthusiastic, everything is awesome. You're right. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what do you do to get away from music? Um, I do, um, I do a lot of stuff, actually. Uh, I'm, I take, uh, photos, pho- photographies. I, I'm a, I'm a photograph. Okay. And, uh, and I do various artistic work, like, uh, collages and, and stuff. I don't know. I do. I do a lot of stuff okay. outside of music. Okay. Do you have actually? Uh, I'll break off of that for a second. Do you have any published art, uh, published photographs, or art anywhere that you would like to share to the listeners that they could go and check it out? Oh yeah, I have um uh, uh, online. I have an Instagram page. Uh, there are my monikers, uh, Olivier Voyou, V O Y O U, and uh, and I do some. Um, uh, I have a fun, some fanzines actually. Okay. With, with work in it. Yeah. Fanzines are, are really nice. It, it's like a step back into the eighties and nineties these days, because I think some of that is sorely missed with the digital age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not really uh, a big internet user and I, I don't really like to uh, look at arts online and, and stuff. So I'm, yeah, I, I like fanzines and uh, I've never stopped actually doing them uh, since the nineties. Okay. Definitely. It, it's just a different culture at some point. Where, yeah, you might find out about all of these through the internet or whatever in this day and age, but, but once you find out about them and you get in that network where you can just not have to worry about the internet to do it, that's super cool. Because it seems like a lot of the fanzines will run ads for other fanzines in there. If you like Soul Grinder zine, check out Mercenary Press's zine or something like that, which I've always thought was interesting. Yeah, so you don't do you don't do fanzines for I don't know uh, for fame or whatever no. or for money or so it's only about passion about fanzines. That's what. I oh, like. absolutely, it is, and 
you can get turned on to so many awesome bands that way. Oh, yeah. What instrument would you like to learn how to play that you don't know how to play? I wish um, I wish I, I had been better at playing drums because uh, I've played drums in, in bands, but I, I was a terrible drummer and I wish uh, I would have been better. But I really like to learn to play piano, actually. Definitely. That's piano to me is I would love to learn how to play it as well. But it's the two-hand independence thing that gets me. Oh, yeah. I can play like some bass notes with with my left hand, and then I can play some mid and higher notes with my right hand, but I can't do them at the same time. Oh, yeah. And then you have to work in the key difference with your feet. So that's just a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I think I, I could, uh, if I if I could afford some lesson, pia- uh, piano lessons, I, li- I like it. I like it. Definitely. What was the first album that you purchased with your own money? Easy. Uh, Live at Donington by ACDC. That's when I was when I was eleven, I think. That seems to be yes. That you know, for a live album, that's on the money. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is about those Donington shows from that era, but they, you know, from like '85 to, and I mean, now it's uh, Download Fest, right? Is what it is now, isn't that? Maybe the Donington shows, uh, but. From like 85 to like 91 or whatever, you see pictures from that and there's like 400,000 people at all of them. And it's crazy shows from that time period. That is, a, that is for a live album. That is a good one. If metal was not an option, what other genre of music would you be playing? Oh, actually, I play uh, several other genres of music because I play, uh, uh, I play industrial music. With another band in a band called Droit Divin, I um, I played in several black metal bands. I but it's still metal. But yeah, uh, I play in a, a synth pop band. Nice. Called, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, I'm a, a big fan of music in general, and uh, I play whatever I, I like. Absolutely, and I do. Other than music. What job would you rather do? Oh, music is not my job. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a worker in a factory. So actually, uh, every other job uh, would be still better. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather not work, actually. Right. <laughs> I can get that. Yeah. I value my free time way too much to work or to want to work. So all these people who work like, like 20 hours a day. I'm just like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, I like sitting on the couch sometimes and not doing a thing. Hey, metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio. Something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. 
Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's Gonna Get Weird is the name of the podcast, available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. I do have one more question, but before we get into it, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody? Not, not really. Big uh, shout out to to you. Oh, come on now! Uh, for interviewing us and uh, and uh, and that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I I don't know. Just yeah, let's carry on with the question. Definitely. Well, I will give uh, Gates of Hell Records a shout out for it because they put out this awesome music that I I get to listen to with you guys. So mm. definitely. So final question of the day is what album changed your life? When I was a kid, uh, actually, ACDC changed my life because, uh, yeah, the, the live at Donington and um, the, the videos of the life, they changed my life and the way you uh, you play music with the energy and stuff. Uh, so not really an album, but a band. I think ACDC is a band that changed my life. They okay. won't... They, Make me made me pick a guitar and play guitar. And with that duo, absolutely, with Angus and Malcolm. And I think Malcolm, to me, is my foundation of rhythm, honestly. Because rumor has it that he was a better guitar player than Angus. Hmm. And he just didn't show it. He wanted to sit in the back and do his thing. And just, that's what it was. He just was there to hold down the foundation of everything. 
And I can't, I can't argue with that because that's really, it's really humbling for one. And it's, it's really cool because you don't have to be Malmsteen or Steve Vai in a band. You can be an, uh, a Malcolm Young and really nail it down. Yeah. ACDC is the perfect example of just writing good songs. You know, they, they'd be, they would be excellent songs even without the solos and, uh, and stuff. So. That's that's the point. It's a rock and roll band. Good songs, and that's it. Absolutely. And if anything, they're dependable. Because you can have an ACDC album, and it might not have any hits on the album. Like, for example, the album Fly on the Wall does not have any hits on it. But you can tell it's still an ACDC album, and it does have some rocking music on it. Which, you know, dependability, I think, is a big thing in music that everybody talks about, say, when the Black Album from Metallica came out. It's not the same as the previous four. They kind of lost their dependability to their their hardcore thrash fans. But Maiden kind of is the same same way in that, I think. A lot of people, when Bruce left and Blaze Bailey came in, while... The, the, the Blaze Bailey albums are good. They have good songs on them. I think they lost dependability to their fans. And that's something that I don't think ACDC has ever had to actually go through because even when Bond had passed away and Brian Johnson came in, it's like they still never missed a step. No, it's a, it's a, ACDC is a constant band and uh, the fans know, know, knows it. And they, they keep on having new fans actually all the time, which is crazy about them. You can see young, very young kids who like ACDC, which is a kind of crazy, actually. Right. The band is like 50 years old or whatever. In, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. These bands, and, and I, you know, and that's another thing, like Judas Priest is the same way. Their, their fans keep getting younger, it seems like. Yeah. You mm. see, you see the, the 40 and 50 year old people in the crowd and, and whatnot. But when you see somebody who's like, 15 or 17 years old and they're and they're in the Judas Priest crowd or ACDC crowd that's pretty powerful to me because it's like like you said a 50 year old band at this point they've been around mm. for 50 years that I can't explain that like how cool that actually is yeah definitely Oliver thank you so much for coming on the show this week it has been super cool this has been a great conversation I have dug it off of the EP from Mercedes this is Eleanor.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>